Here we are now in our sixth session on Ephesians 2, 11 to 13. Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands, remember that you were at that time, and then he says five things about them describing how far off they were. They were separated from Christ. They were alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. They were strangers to the covenants of promise. They had no hope, and they were without God in the world. And then, now, in Christ Jesus, instead of the at one time, when they were far away, now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And my question in this session that I said we were going to get to last time is, do you really have to belong to the commonwealth, the citizenship of Israel, in order to be a beneficiary of the covenants of promise, in order to have hope, in order to have God? In other words, do you have to be an Israelite in order to be saved? And the answer is yes. So, Father, as we try to understand what Paul would mean by saying such a thing, grant us wisdom, grant us insight into this text and the wider teaching of the Apostle Paul about the relationship between Gentiles and Israel. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The whole point, you might say, of 11 to 22 is to say yes to that question. Alienated from the commonwealth of Israel is solved by this entire text. Because when you get down here to verse 19, it says, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So the whole point of this unit is to answer yes to the question, do you have to be a part of the commonwealth of Israel in order to have the promises, in order to have hope, in order to have God? The answer is yes. Now, what I want to do in this session is just step back from the argument that we're going to see here in what follows and give you the bigger picture so that this won't feel alien to what you see in the New Testament. So let's uh, remember first that Jesus said to the woman at the well, you worship what you do not know, we worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. So there's a profound sense in which God, thousands of years ago, entered into a covenant with Abraham and promised Abraham that he would be the means by which salvation comes to the world. So it comes from the Jews. So let's go and see this work out in three other passages. Romans 9, 3 to 8. I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. That's the Jewish people. Paul says, if it were possible, I'd be willing to be damned for these people. And that's the issue. 
They are damned. They are cursed. They are cut off from the Christ. They're not embracing the Messiah. They are Israelites, but in spite of the fact that they're Israelites and they are accursed and cut off from Christ, it's not as though the word of God has failed. Why not? Sure seems like it. So many Jewish people failing to inherit the promises. Seems like the covenant made with Israel is failing. For not all who are descended physically from Israel belong to Israel. So there is an Israel within Israel. And not all are children of Abraham just because they are his offspring. So there's a a children of Abraham category within the children of Abraham category, and there's an Israel within Israel. Rather, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. Paul saw the narrowing down from Ishmael to Isaac as a miracle child to be a pointer that there was an election within Israel. This means that it is not the children of the flesh, those who are simply born Jewish, who are the children of God, who are saved, but the children of promise, like Isaac, are counted as offspring. So there you see the teaching that Paul introduces a category of identity, of salvation, of son of Abraham, an offspring of Abraham, which doesn't equate with all physical Jews. Well, who belongs to that group? Here's Galatians 3, 6-9. Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. That's Genesis 15, 6. Know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. So there's Paul's answer to who the children of Abraham are if they're not equated simply with the Jewish physical descendants, those of faith. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham saying, and this is Genesis 12, 3, in you shall all the nations, all the Gentiles be blessed. So the plan from the very beginning when Abraham was chosen was that through him salvation would come to the Gentiles by faith. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. So there's Paul's answer. Gentiles become children of Abraham, sons of Abraham, by having the faith of Abraham. Here's the way Paul puts it in Romans 11. Now I am speaking to you Gentiles. I'm the apostle to the Gentiles. If some of the branches were broken off and you, a, although a wild olive shoot. Now here's the picture. He's got the picture of a natural olive tree. And there are natural branches and unnatural branches. The natural branches are the Jewish people by ethnicity, and the unnatural branches are the Gentiles. And the tree is the 
stock of Abraham, the covenant made to Abraham, the saving reality of Abraham. If some of the branches were broken off, in other words, physical Jews are not all benefiting from the Abrahamic covenant because of unbelief, and you, although a wild olive shoot, that's all of us Gentiles, were grafted in among the others. In other words, we have been grafted into the Abrahamic tree, the Abrahamic covenant to benefit from being true Israelites and now share in the nourishing root of the olive tree. I think the nourishing root is the Abrahamic covenant, the promise made to Abraham that he would be a blessing to all the nations who believe and have the faith of Abraham. Do not be arrogant toward the branches. So you Gentiles, don't be arrogant toward the branches. If you are, remember, it's not you who support the root. The root supports you. That's another way of saying salvation is from the Jews. The root supports you. You are saved because you are grafted into the promises made to Abraham to his seed. Which brings us back now to the question that we posed. We said that because they are separated from the Christ, four things follow. They're not citizens of Israel. And because they're not citizens of Israel, they don't have covenants of promise. And because they don't have covenants of promise, they don't have hope. And the very best thing about hope is God, and we don't have God. So we ask the question, so you're saying, Paul, that in order to have God, in order to have hope, you have to have the promise, you have to have the covenants of Israel applying to you, and for that to happen, you have to be part of the commonwealth, the citizenship of Israel. Paul would say, yes, you do. And you become part of Israel, not by any external act like circumcision, but by the internal reality of having the faith of Abraham in Messiah, Jesus. So salvation is from the Jews, and we are being taught here and in the following paragraphs that God has a way of saving the nations that is profoundly integral with his activity with Israel ever since he chose Abraham. We must be Jews in order to be saved, but not physical Jews, not ethnic Jews, not even necessarily circumcised Jews, but rather true Jews who have the faith of Abraham.